0: The section before this was especially about Jesus talking with the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well, and then it there's a little bit of conclusion or epilogue to that where Jesus where the woman goes and shares her faith with on all these Samaritans believe she just can't help but share Jesus. Jesus talks about uh He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And then then this chapter concludes with another episode. There are a lot of individual encounters in John that Jesus has with people. Jesus and Nicodemus. Jesus and the woman at the well. This is another encounter. Just Jesus And this person, and then in chapter 5, there's going to be another one. So it's kind of an interesting thing John does as he lays out his gospel. And he does it in a very different way than the other gospels. John 4, beginning at verse 43. After the two days he left for Galilee, now Jesus himself had pointed out that a prophet has no honor in his own country. When he arrived in Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. They had seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the Passover feast, for they also had been there. Once more he visited Cana and Galilee, where he had turned the water into wine, and there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come and heal his son who was close to death. Unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told them, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus replied, You may go. Your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was still on the way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. And when he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said to him, the fever left him yesterday at the seventh hour. Then the father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus had said to him, your son will live. So he and all his household believed. This was the second miraculous sign that Jesus performed, having come from Judea to Galilee. That's God's holy and infallible word. A certain royal official, we don't get his name, a certain royal official takes Jesus at his word. Among the variety of reasons John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, included this encounter in his book, I believe, is to lift up this official as an example to us. So that you and I, too, would be people who take Jesus at his word. There aren't tons of people in this world who you can take at their word. I think of people that say a lot of words. No, not preachers. People running for office make a lot of promises But we've learned, haven't we, that we cannot take them at their word. Presidential candidates make promises they do not or cannot keep. I spent over three years of my life living in the Netherlands, two different times. Once when I was younger and once again for my doctoral study, just a little bit before Sarah and I moved here. The first time I lived there was during the 80s, when I was in seventh and eighth grade and part of ninth grade. It was a life-changing sort of experience to live in a foreign culture. I had to learn the language, go to the schools there, and on and on. Well, not that long ago in the Netherlands, actually within the lifetime of many of us sitting here, you could close a business deal with a handshake. Multi-million dollar deals even. And And that was the case in this country too long ago. And it's because people were as good as their word. Would any of you close a deal under any circumstance on a handshake? Anything related to business or your work? No way. In our day, even when stuff is put on paper and signed, you don't know if you can trust someone or if they're pulling a fast one on you. Well, let me ask you this. If Jesus were here in the flesh and had an encounter with you and you two shook hands on something, do you think you could count on him to come through? You bet you could. Absolutely. You can take Jesus at his word. And, and I just want to reflect for a bit on that Simple idea this morning that's right at the heart of our text. The main reason that we can take Jesus at his word, according to our verses, is because his word is always relevant to any situation. We notice here that this is the second miracle listed in John. John also mentions the first miracle in verse 46. Why does he do that? The Bible does not waste words. Why? I mean, we can just go a couple pages back and see it. I believe there's a reason we're being reminded of that first miracle. I I believe the key is seeing how different the two situations are. The first one, we saw this a number of weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, was a wedding. A time of joy and celebration. The other, the text today, is very different. There's a person, a child, at death's door. It's a situation of sorrow and pain. But Jesus comes in and speaks his word in both situations. At the wedding, he spoke his word, and the water was changed to wine. Here he speaks, and the sick boy is healed. And I believe that God wants us to see that his son's word is relevant to everything. Any and every situation of our lives, whether it's a graduation celebration or a funeral service and everything in between. I mean, think about all the the situations in life you go through. Don't you think it's often easier to take Jesus at his word when times are good? When everyone in your life is healthy, when you've got a good job? when you feel like you're meeting your expenses, when everything seems to be going your way. In good times, the biggest trouble we have is running out of wine at the party, like in the miracle at the wedding. And God gives us times of joy and relative ease sometimes. And some of you are like, well, when do I get times of joy and relative ease? Maybe you haven't experienced them for a long time, but... God does bless us with times of peace throughout our lives. And we appreciate those times. We enjoy those times. And we thank our God for those times. And God's people, in response, we give God our all during those times. It's often easier to walk in faith and take Jesus at his word. And and it's easier to follow him and obey him in the good times Satan knew that and that's why he had this plan that we read about at the beginning of Job to take away all of Job's good things, all his blessings. But it's harder when you got problems and when you got issues and when you're struggling. How about when you're lonely? When you're longing for a true friend or 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 longing for a spouse, and it's just not happening. How about when you're treated lousy, when you've been kicked to the curb, when you're left out? Taking Jesus at his word is harder when you hear the C word, when you face surgery and treatments and the prospects of a shortened life. It's harder then when you don't know the future, and it's harder when the only future you can imagine is scary. It's harder when you can't see beyond the fog of your trouble. And you've been there, many of you. You see this royal official, and just because he was a big shot, he wasn't saved from suffering, was he? Job 5, 6-7 to says, Yet man is born to trouble. As surely as sparks fly upward, that means suffering reaches us all. But what the official does in his situation is that he takes Jesus at his word. And guess what? Jesus comes through. Jesus comes through, and he always does. In this case, the man says, Sir, come down before my child dies. The man had heard about Jesus and what he can do, and he saw a chance to save his boy. He begged, we read. I'm sure he would have done anything to save his son. Well, Jesus does not come. He doesn't do what the man expected, but he does say, Your son will live. That would be tough to believe without seeing the results, don't you think? But he takes Jesus at his word. So much so that we think, if you know the geography a little bit of that time, it's clear he did not go straight home to check on his boy. You know what the distance was in normal traveling times there? between Cana and Capernaum. It was about four hours away. It was only four hours away, but the servants don't meet him on the road until the next day. And that means he did some other stuff first. I don't know what, but he maybe took care of some business. If it were me, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure I would have run home straight away to see if Jesus really, truly came through. I think I'd have to see it to believe it, but somehow this royal official, not even part of the church of that day, not part of the people of God, somehow he had this tremendous faith. He knew that he could bank on Jesus' word, and you and I can do that too. How does it go for you in your life today? Are you taking Jesus at his word in your situation? Trusting, believing, banking on all the promises of his word? Now, his word doesn't always his word always comes. It doesn't always come with the answer or the solution you've got in mind. But you can totally depend on him. And you can be assured that his word is relevant to you in whatever situation you find yourself in. We can take Jesus at his word because John told us earlier in this book in chapter 1 that Jesus is the word become flesh who dwelt among us. In other words, he stepped out of eternity to meet us in our situation. He stepped into our skin and our problems And he did that to take care of our lostness in sin and our darkness. His suffering, his death, his resurrection. It all demonstrates that he is as good as his word. The cross is his handshake, in a sense. The guarantee, the seal, that he always will come through. Because of the finished work, that we're focusing on, that we're celebrating in the Lord's Supper, you can take Jesus at his word. Are you lonely? Take him at his word. I will never leave you or forsake you. Are you weary? Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are you missing a loved one? You're going to see him or her again. You're, you will. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies, and whoever lives in me will never die. Do you doubt sometimes your faith? Do you wonder if your sin... If Jesus can love even you, this is his word. I tell you the truth, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and he will not be condemned. Did you just graduate? Dedicate this next stage of your life to serving him. Are you blessed to overflowing today? Let that blessing flow to those around you, to those you work with, everyone you interact with, to the church and to the kingdom work. Are you joyful in life? Is it like, more like a wedding celebration today for you? Share the joy. His word comes to you, and his word and his promises are for you at the wedding, on the bed of sickness, And everywhere in between. We take Jesus' word in every circumstance. Because where else are you going to go? What other word do you have? Who else can meet you in your need? Whatever your need is. What other lifestyle than a lifestyle standing on the promises of God? What other kind of living is going to fill you to satisfaction and give your life meaning and purpose? This official knows the only chance he's got is Jesus. We know that because his actions are very odd. Royal officials, Israel was occupied at this time by the Roman Empire. They were an occupied nation. Royal officials strutted around Israel. None of them would ever go begging to a Jew, part of the the people they're occupying. What he did was incredible. It took a tremendous humility. He does this, though. He begs a Jew, Jesus. He humbles himself because it's Jesus. And he knew he had nowhere else to go. And it's true. Whether it's in the joy or it's in the sorrow, there's no one else that can bring just the right word into your life, into your heart, into your family, into your situation. No other word will be enough for today and tomorrow and whatever else the future will bring. No one else will always come through The sacraments are given to us as a tangible sign and seal to confirm in our hearts and lives Jesus' word. So we have an awesome opportunity to be confirmed in this word in Jesus today. As we go to communion, we're reminded of the sacrifice of Christ on Calvary that proves Jesus is as good as his word, because it sealed the deal. The Bible says all of God's promises, there are a lot of them in here. All of God's promises are yes and amen because of Jesus. And his word and his promises are for you today too. Amen. Amen.